calories, conversations, connecting collectors and art enthusiasts. Welcome everybody. Welcome to episode nine of Audio Galleries, a rock radio production. I am Benjamin White uh, at the NFT 101, your host. A very quick, um, boring disclaimer, but necessary, unfortunately. Uh, this show is not intended to, nor should it be treated as financial advice. Uh, please, you know, seriously, actually, always do your research properly in Web3. Always say stay safe. Um, and yeah, all of that. Uh, it's also a recorded spaces that will go on to be a published a published podcast. So consider this when requesting to speak. Um, and also, I'd be delighted if you would all go to that uh, pinned tweet at the top of the spaces. Give it a retweet for me. Uh, let's let more people know that we're here and that we're uh, we're sharing this wonderful artwork today. Uh, episode eight on Sunday just gone. Uh, we had Doug from Toy Boogers, and Doug was such a treat. Uh, his energy, his story, just an all-round beautiful spirit uh, really meant so much. And we've had like, I think, 800 people have now re-listened to that show. Fantastic. Um, we obviously had our wonderful little mascot too, Munch. <laughs> and 524 Munch NFTs were minted, which is brilliant, because we can now start playing with that IP, which uh, was Doug's first CC0 NFT, and we can start doing cool stuff with it. That's the plan. Following the mint, I was able to pay Doug $3,500, roughly, uh, for his contribution to that show, which is such a like an amazing thing. Um, so thank you to all who minted. It really, really does mean a lot. And uh, it's the whole kind of ethos behind audio galleries here is to shine a light on incredible creators and then pay them for their time, pay them for their contribution to the show. So yes, thank you for that. Audio Galleries is an educational art-focused Web3 project working to connect emerging and established artists with a community of digital art collectors and enthusiasts. Ho enthusiasts. <laughs> Hosted now on Fridays, each show features an artist, either emerging or firmly established, who is focused on creating incredible work and making it available via the blockchain. I interview each guest, giving you, the audience, an opportunity to learn more about their style, their inspiration, their process, culture, previous works, and future plans. And then during the show, we launch an edition mint with artwork provided by our guests and available to purchase for between 15 and 75 US dollars, making it as accessible as possible. Today marks a new chapter for Audio Galleries, as this is the first mint, an open edition with OpenSea. Uh, OpenSea are here joining us, um, and uh, also uh, Tristan from OpenSea is with us, and I'll introduce her in a moment. Um, but yeah, really, really excited about this. Uh, it's an open edition mint, and then Audio Galleries mint pass holders uh, who mint this piece will also be rewarded with a second exclusive piece by our artist. And I'll be sharing more on that throughout the show. Uh, following the Mint, 70% uh, of the revenue generated after tax goes direct to the artist, which is super important. And so I'm, uh, I'm really, really excited to 
share this whole experience with Amber today. Um, it's the first time we've done this. So we'll see how it goes, but uh, it's just, it's great to be able to, you know, contribute towards what these artists are working on and, and really encourage their creativity. I am, as I said, joined today by Tristan from OpenSea. Hello, Tristan. Hey, hey, how's it going? I'm good. Yeah, I'm a little bit more relaxed now. I was quite nervous. I was saying to you in our Slack channel, quite nervous coming into this like, show. <laughs> I was telling you, I was like, pull it together, Ben. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's just a Twitter space. Everything's going to be all right. It I know. Was, it was amazing. My, my apartment overlooks a schoolyard and the children, right as the space started, it's always like the most inconvenient time of, of, of all. They start like reenacting the minions, like shout out minions. Great, <laughs> great film, great character, great IP. But they're all literally yelling like banana and then like, sprinting to the other side uh, in like mob formation. So if wow. you hear any banana in the background, that is not, uh, okay. not for me. But uh, I'm going to try to keep myself on mute so we don't have to distract from the amazing conversation that we're going to have today. I'm super excited to be here. Amber, Thank you. Great to meet you as well. Yeah. Thanks for having me as always. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks, Tristan. Our artist today, as we've already said, and I'm sure all of you are well aware, is Amber Vittoria. Amber is an artist, poet, and author working in Los Angeles, California, uh, taking advantage of the fluidity of her ink, color pencil, and acrylic paints. Amber creates aqueous rainbow gradients that dominate her compositions. Can't wait to talk a little bit more about her process there because it's stunning and fascinating. Punctuated by simple graphite line drawings and impactful words, her work draws on her relationship to femininity, uh, emotion, and societal expectations. Amber has several sold-out collections, is a Forbes 30 Under 30 recipient, Society of Illustrators gold medalist, American illustration chosen winner, the plaudits go on and on. Her work has been recognized by Print Magazine, It's Nice That, Computer Arts, HuffPost, Teen Vogue, and some of her clients include Facebook, Warby Parker, Apple, The New York Times, NBC, Google, Gucci, Condé Nast, Adidas, and Snapchat. Whew, that's a hell of a resume. Welcome, Amber. Thank you so much for that info, <laughs> or intro, not info. Thank you for that info. I had no idea about that. Well, <laughs> I, I'm so happy to be it's here. so lovely to, to speak with you properly for the first time, too. We've been DMing for I don't know how long, but... Uh, it's great to hear your voice. For a few weeks. I know, and thank God I yes. have a voice. Are you feeling better? I know that you were poorly <laughs> I, uh, recently. Yeah, much better. Still a little congested, but I feel like myself, which is good, I was able to go on a run this morning. So I was like, oh, okay. Oh, that's today, good. That's a nice feeling. Um, so how are you and how are things? Are you excited about today? Yeah, I'm super excited. I'm a little nervous. I'm always nervous during a drop day, but it's really nice to not have to do the technical aspect. So thank you and OpenSea for doing that. That's usually the most nerve-wracking part. You're like, uh, um, but I'm really excited. Well, the OpenSea team have been incredibly helpful. Like, I can't express how helpful they've been this week. I've been in a, a Slack channel with them being like, can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? And and yeah, it's it's all come together nicely. So that mint goes live in 19 minutes, everyone. I'm really, really looking forward to uh, to talking a little bit more about your art. I mean, I know I've just given you uh, a, a, a quite a thorough introduction, Amber, but <laughs> I'm wondering if you want to maybe introduce yourself. Maybe just tell us all a little bit about you and, and, and kind of like who you are and, and, and what you do in your words. 
Yeah. <clears throat> so um, I live in Los Angeles, California, which is something new for me. I lived in New York City for over a little over a decade. And my husband and I moved from New York to L.A. right at the end of the year. So whenever I hear someone introing me, I'm like, L.A. I'm like, oh, right. Yeah, that's where I currently am. Cool. Um, but I am a painter and my work is predominantly abstract and aims to celebrate the nuances of emotion and womanhood. And the idea behind each piece is to really hopefully resonate with other people and their emotions, just because working visually is something that is the way I know how to communicate best. And it's always really wonderful to be able to connect with people through my artwork. I love that. That's uh, it's really nice. And, and I love the way you connect as well through your artwork. I mean, you are, um, you've, um, you've been an artist for many years. You've worked in many capacities and I guess you're bridging web two and web three. And it's really, really like enjoyable actually to watch the way you take on both with such like energy. Um, uh, and, uh, and I think we'll get onto that in a little while. I would love to know perhaps a little bit more of your backstory if that's okay in terms of how you became an artist and designer and what your route was uh up through kind of like from I don't know college being a, a youngster and then all the way through to kind of where you are now in terms of your your journey into uh, into being an artist yeah, so I was really fortunate that my parents caught on pretty quickly that I loved art and art making, and so I took all the free classes I could in and outside of school, and as I grew older, I realized that being an artist could be a job. Um, I feel like when you're younger, you're like, oh, I want to be a firefighter or a ballerina, and uh, I didn't realize being an artist could be something that I could do with my life until I was a little bit older. Um, so I applied to a bunch of different universities with art schools or programs baked into them. And the reason why I opted for that instead of a sole standalone art school is I wanted to befriend people that had other interests outside of art because I feel like that would hopefully inform the work that I make and who I became as a person. And so after applying to college and all that stress that, you know, we put on our 18 year old selves, I ended up going to Boston University's College of Fine Arts. And I studied graphic design. And I believe BU's program now has a few more majors. But back then, it was painting and sculpture and graphic design. And I really loved that design was at the time point where web design wasn't really too big of a thing yet. I feel like Instagram didn't exist. Or maybe it did, but it wasn't as popular or was not even acquired by Facebook at that point. Um, so a lot of the work that we did was printmaking and print design and drawing and painting. And I feel like a lot of that informed the work that I make today. I definitely approach a lot of my work with a design lens just because that's how I was trained. Um, and when I graduated, I moved back home with my parents. I grew up an hour and a half north of New York City. For those that are familiar in um, Putnam County, for those that are not, it's just you hop on a train and, you know, in an hour and a half, two hours, boop, you're in the middle of the woods. Um, even though now it's a little more suburban than it was back then. And um, so when I moved back, I started freelancing. I found a lot of freelance work on Craigslist, which is uh, dangerous <laughs> for <laughs> sure. But 
it was before, you know, before social media really took off. And um, so it was either Craigslist or magazines. I would write down brands that I really liked and I'd just like cold email them and reach out to them and see if they needed a designer or an artist. And um, then I found my first full-time job. I worked as a web designer at Victoria's Secret, which was really exciting um, because I learned more print design. So I was kind of able to learn the world of design through the internet. And so that taught me a lot. And I was there for a few years. And then I moved to VaynerMedia, which is a social media ad agency. Um, And I was a designer there for a year and a half. And then I was an art director there for about a year and a half, give or take. That's where I met my husband, which is really exciting. He still works there. He's been there for a while. He's one of those rare birds that has been at the same company for a long time because he loves it. Um, I loved it, but I knew that I wanted to work for myself and I loved that idea more. So I left. And then at my last full-time job, I was a web designer at Avon, which is like a century plus old beauty company. And there... I was really able to have a little bit more time back. Working at an agency, you have to be pretty flexible with your time and your hours, depending on if you're going on a photo shoot or if you're doing something for a client. Um, And at Avon, because it was in-house, the hours were more of a proper nine to five. So I was able to get up early in the mornings and focus more on freelance. And then at night, focus more on freelance. And then when it got to the point where I wasn't sleeping too much, I decided that I should take the leap into freelancing full time. And my work at that time was definitely a bit more figurative and not too dissimilar to other abstract artists. Over time, it became a lot more abstract. And I definitely credit folks that have collected my work and supported me over these last few years in Web3 for kind of granting me that permission to make more abstract work. I was holding on to my figurative work because that's what paid the bills. And because of the encouragement from so many folks that are listening today, even um, I felt more confident to slow go into abstraction, which is something that I wanted to do over time, um, but I didn't know if I was ready to do it yet. And I was really excited that I've been able to slowly transition from figurative work to abstract work. So that is my story I love it. in a nutshell. <laughs> Tristan. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. You've lived and studied and grown, Amber, in so many different places and environments. Could you walk us through the art scene in each of those respective environments and who slash what inspired you slash continues to inspire you today? Yeah, so I was really fortunate that I would say, I mean, all of my full-time jobs, even I worked at like a small marketing design firm when I was in high school. I just got lucky that it was like up the street from my high school. Um, But all of my full-time jobs have taught me a lot and inform how I work for myself today. I would say the biggest one, though, was VaynerMedia because – before I worked at Vayner, I used Instagram to post like filtered photos of my coffee. Like, didn't, I didn't we all really use it for anything? Embarrassing times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, I don't even know if they're still there. I think like a few years in, I was like, "What is this nonsense?" Yeah, I just kept <laughs> I mine there. I, like I wish it. I still had. It's them. just like my forever punishment. It's like you did this, you did this to yourself. It's gotta stay now. <laughs> I know. I wish I kept them. But um, so at Vayner, I really learned that each social platform, obviously, they're very different now. I worked there in 2014 to 2016. um, But each platform was different and you could use it for a different purpose to share different aspects of who you are as a person or in my case, my artwork. So I really took all those learnings. I was like, if I could do this for like a laundry brand, I feel like I could do this for my own artwork. And um, so I started to share my work on Instagram and on Twitter. I'd say my main focus 
focus was Instagram just because it's more of a visual forward platform. Um, and that's really where I was able to connect with so many people um, with the work that I was making. And that's how I was able to find a lot of brands. That Discover tab is integral to how I find new companies to work with and reach out to. And then how companies found me to be able to work with them on different like advertising and product initiatives. And it's just been really incredible to you know leverage that knowledge and take that from you know two years at a full-time job to being able to use it in my day-to-day now working for myself it's amazing yeah incredible and Back then inspiration yeah, go for it. inspiration is the second question <laughs> i feel like i go off on tangents so I'll just like cut them off whenever <laughs> uh but uh inspiration i would say are definitely a lot of artists that you know work for themselves I feel like there's really no wrong way to work for yourself as an artist as long as it feels right to you so it's always really inspiring to you know meet different artists and see how um, they conduct their own practice whether they work solo completely like I do or if they have a small team of people and that's always been really inspiring but um, I'd say the biggest inspiration to me has been uh, nature and going out into nature and kind of disconnecting completely and letting that inform my work. So, yeah. Thank you. That's um, that's a really nice answer, actually. We, we get very, very varied answers to that. Um, I think my favorite answer <laughs> was Pablo Stanley when he said, uh, I, don't, I don't do inspiration. Inspiration is when you're looking for something to either blame or like, <laughs> or some, something to... to fall back on and uh, I don't do that I just go I just do and I thought okay well that's an interesting one but I think yours is much more genteel uh Amber so <laughs> very uh very very nice I am um... oh go on that's hilarious <laughs> I'm uh I- I'm interested though in like your artistic process because the way you kind of blend color is nothing short of unbelievable um and I always love looking at the art that you post on socials and heading over to your site from time to time. Can you tell us a bit more about how and why this style came to be? Because it it's very, very unique. Thank you. I would say that it's definitely a compilation of my work over time. Like if you were able to look at everything I've ever made in chronological order, it would make a lot of sense. Sometimes I'll experiment with something and then it won't work quite yet. And then in a few years, I'll still go back to it with something that's evolved or just having, you know, the bucket of time between those two periods. And then that's what kind of sparks it. So for my gradient pieces, I would say there's a few moments in time that kind of started to inspire the blending in color of colors. A lot of my work is either blended or colors lined up next to each other. But for the purpose of given this mint is with the blended colors, um, I first would probably start off with um, lino cut and wood cut, like printmaking or block printing, um, being able to roll blended colors together onto either like your wooden board or um, onto your plate and then print from it was really inspiring. And I, there at my parents' house, but I found a lot of these kind of like multicolored prints that are hideous, but um, I really enjoyed that blending of color. So that was kind of like that first experiment. I feel like when I was in college though, the idea of a gradient was like a big faux pas. People were like, 
gradients. No, that's so gross. Um, so I feel like I kind of put them on the back burner because, you know, when you're 18, 19 and you're still learning about yourself, you know, confidence could be kind of tough to push back and be like, I don't care if you think this is ugly. I want to do it. Um, so I put it on pause for a little bit and then flash forward, I'd say a few years afterwards, um, I was working full time. I started to experiment with spray paint and I really loved how spray paint had these color gradations within them and I thought those were really beautiful so I did some abstracted kind of figurative pieces with those and it felt better but not 100% right and then uh, flash forward right before to the pandemic I did an artist residency at Facebook and the entire residency had to be printed on a risograph printer which was really exciting so it's very similar to screen printing but it's done on drums in like an old school printer. So you print one color at a time and they're all done in different layers. And instead of burning a screen, it's kind of burned onto this drum that then prints. And the gradients there were really stunning. I was like, ooh, this is amazing. And then the pandemic happened and I didn't have access to any printer at all <laughs> other than my own printer at home. And so I started to paint with these gradients on and off and use these gradients in my digital works. And then over time, um, I kind of let it pause and let it come back and let it pause. And then over the last few months, they've crept back into my work. That's amazing. Amber, I want to I wanna learn a little bit more about your uh, entree into Web3. I personally like tripped and fell face first into this crazy industry. I'm curious how how you found Web3, how Web3 found you, and what was exciting about it to you? Yeah, the first introduction was um, through my husband and some of his friends. They were like, there are these things, they're called CryptoPunks. Like, you know, everyone's collecting them. This is what an NFT is. I was like, oh, that's awesome. These are so cute. I want one. Or I want all of them thinking they're like $5. And um, <laughs> Dave was like, so <laughs> they're like a little more than $5. Literally the story like, of my life. <laughs> It was uh, February of 2021. So it, I li we were living in New York City and it was right before I believe they had like access to vaccines. So we were thinking of saving up to buy a car to be able to drive to see our parents safely because we were just spending way too much money on rental cars. And because um, normally we would take the train, but, you know, back then we were like, don't touch anything. Don't go on to public transit. Um and I believe over that weekend, I was like, that is insane. I think it was like, I don't know, 15 ETH at the time. I'd have to double check with him. Um, and I was like, that's an insane amount of money for a JPEG. <laughs> I was like, no. Um, and we've had ETH for, like, we bought a little bit of ETH here and there starting when I started freelancing in 2017. And so um, we had a little bit saved. And I was like, let me think about it. I was like, because this is either going to be the best decision we've ever made or the dumbest decision <laughs> we ever made. And I need some time. And um, I believe over that weekend, they announced that vaccines were rolling out in New York. And I was like, oh, well, you know, once we're vaccinated, we won't really need a car. We could actually get on the subway and get on the train to see our parents like normal and um that kind of helps sway that decision and I was like you know what like we've been holed up for years uh, I felt like at that point and I was like let's just this is really cool I do really like them I think that NFTs will change the way so many things are done in the future my mind went less to art and more to things like 
you know, titles to your car and deeds to your house and your medical records and things Mm -hmm. like that. Um, And I was like, I feel like this will be life changing, hopefully within our lifetime. And, um, you know, these are some of the, you know, first, you know, digital artifacts that, you know, live on the blockchain. So let's get one. So we got one. I wish I could get a billion. (laughs) Um, We'd be retired on an island somewhere (laughs) if that were the case. (laughs) Um, So we have one and we still have her. Um, it's, uh, I don't know if we'll ever sell it now, so probably falls into the dumbest decision bracket, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, and that's really when I started to study and pay attention to what other artists were doing. So I so started to sell a few pieces, I believe on Maker's Place was the first platform I sold stuff on. And it was just so expensive to mint. I remember it was like $500 and I was like, man, I can't, what if it doesn't sell, you know? And then I just spent $500 to mint this thing. And so I paused for a little bit and then, um, you know, studied how other artists were kind of, you know, living their life on the blockchain and then learned about OpenSea, I'd say probably three or four months later and the idea of quote unquote lazy minting. And I was like, oh, well now at least if these don't sell, it's just an investment of my time and not of an insane amount of money to, you know, create these NFTs and mint them on the blockchain. So that was kind of when all bets were off and I was like, let's just put all the things on the blockchain and see how they do. And um, to my surprise, my work really resonated with a lot of people. So um, that's, that's how it started for me. I love that. And, and then like, notable notable mints that you've had like what what's your your journey been like uh since then like what 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 are you um what would you refer to in terms of your your nft collections if if someone says ah oh, tell me and and they're completely a newbie what would you show them first in your in of of what you've created i'd probably go in chronological order because <laughs> <laughs> um, i think it's really awesome that uh my work, my earlier work minted on the blockchain was my like abstract figurative work. And then you could kind of see that transition through time as I slowly adapt into full abstraction and kind of gain that confidence. So, um, but I would say I would show my inaugural collection, which is the first collection that um, I minted on OpenSea. And then I think the biggest one for me was the alphabet collection because I was working on a series of letters that were colorful and bright mm. I didn't really know what I was going to do with them. I was like, oh, maybe if a client comes by and they want something that, you know, is word-based, well, I have this alphabet now and that'll save you some time. And um, (laughs) Dave, my husband, was just like, you should make a collection of these letters and then people could put them together. And like, if they buy five, like you can make a word for them. And I was like, you think people are going to really resonate with that? And he's like, I like it. And I was like, whatever, I'll do it. And then it it went crazy. And um, that was really one I was like, wow, I think I have... Um, an opportunity to, uh, you know, pivot into selling my work as fine art instead of fully doing commercial work and have more of an even balance. And um, that's probably been the greatest gift that Web3 has given me is to be able to have this balance of commercial work and personal work. So it's been really awesome. That is so nice. And a perfect segue into my annoying 10 second uh, little interval. So one second. Artist Edition is live. Hey, that is the official jingle that says that our mint, or at least Amber Vittoria's wonderful mint, is now live on OpenSea. And so folks can head to OpenSea and they can go to the front page where they can see that top banner and Amber's uh, collection is now, or Amber's drop is now available to mint. Um, 
why don't we talk a little bit about it and then I can go into the kind of mechanics, but why don't we talk more about the art, Amber? Because, uh, th- I mean, this wasn't what we had originally intended to mint, you and I. Um, we, we were down the line with something completely different. And then you posted these up and I commented and was like, oh my goodness. And uh, and so, yeah, I um, you, you very, very kindly got in touch with me and said, well, we can change it. And so uh, here we are. So I would love, Love, love to hear more about this wonderful, um, yeah, this wonderful pair of pieces. Yay! Sorry. Also, thank you for the little song thing because I forgot that it was nine thirty, and I'm like, oh, I can go mint it myself now. <laughs> so it's perfect. Yeah. So I, when you commented, you're like, when you really resonated with these pieces, I was like, you know what? We should just do this. And I really loved the fact that this is the first time that Audio Galleries is having a drop with OpenSea, and the fact that you have your own mint pass. Um, it was your idea to do it in two parts because this is, in essence, a diptych and um, to have everyone be able to mint one and then those that have the audio galleries um, mint pass be able to be airdropped the second one if they minted the first one. I really I loved that idea. So thank you for planting that seed. And um, I'm just glad that sometimes I like to lean into serendipity if, you know, some the stars align for things to be able to kind of be flexible and change with it. So um, thank you. That was really all you. Oh, well, thank you so much. And perhaps tell us a little bit more about the the concept, the idea behind the artwork. Yeah, so um, the idea, they're called folding and unfolding. And the reason why I started painting folded paper, I mean, it's not a realistic rendition of folded paper. I wish I had paper that color. Um, sometimes when I get anxious, I'll kind of fold whatever paper is around me and just like in different ways, just to, I don't know, it's like a nervous tick. Uh, and if I don't have paper, I just like tinker with my hands. Um, but that's what inspired the idea to paint a folded piece of paper. And then uh, I had the idea to paint what the unfolded version would look like. And the idea behind the two started to come to me as I was painting them. I really like this idea that we can mold into and out of different versions of ourselves as we grow older. I think a lot of times, at least me growing up, you know, I was taught through, I guess, TV that, you know, you grow up and then that's it. And that is who you are. And as I've gotten older, I've realized that there are so many different versions of myself and there are so many different versions of myself that will happen in the future and to just kind of go with it and grow into those new people and to not be afraid of that. So that's what these two pieces really speak to the idea of that we're always changing. That's so nice. And I, absolutely love how we've got two pieces here that are essentially the same piece just folded up and unfolded like it's absolutely incredible I'd love to know maybe a little bit about the process I know you've spoken to us about your process of creation but can you tell us like then how long these took and the, the number of hours that went in and and you know what what uh, inspired the palette perhaps and and uh, what material you've also used because we've seen pictures as well of the of the physical pieces. So um, any more information you could give us on that creation? And then I'll, I will go into the, the very boring mechanics of the mint in a moment. <laughs> um, yeah, so both of these are painted on paper. I really do enjoy painting on paper. I think it stems from when I lived in New York City and we had a really tiny like studio loft apartment storing my 
paintings as paper was a lot easier than storing on canvas. Um, and now I've just grown to love painting on paper. I think it kind of nods back to my printmaking days when I was in college. And so these two pieces are acrylic on paper. Um, there's also pencil lines because I do pre-draw the lines ahead of time. And the way that I get the gradients is I paint them on. So similar to printmaking and screen printing, instead of pulling with a squeegee, I just pull with a brush and I do, you know, each of the different sections one at a time and then let the paint dry. So usually a painting like this, even though these are smaller and more intimate, they can take up to a week just because the paint needs um, proper dry time. And sometimes I like to reveal the texture of the brush in some of the elements, and sometimes I like to kind of keep it hidden so it almost looks digital. And I really love that push and pull because a lot of times people think that these are done digitally. Because I have used gradients in a lot of my digital work and my client work, but I really love that they are done by hand, especially as we continue to push into a more and more digital world in existence. It's really fun to be able to kind of play and balance on that line of what is digital and what is physical. Thank you. And uh, yeah, it's, they're just beautiful. Honestly, I am, um, they take my breath away and I am so, so proud, honored that you've um, allowed audio galleries to mint them with you. I think it's, uh, it's really, really exciting for everybody. And I know the whole audio galleries community is just so very, very thankful. So thanks for that. I'm, I'm going to go into a little bit more now on the mechanics behind it, because there are two, two, as you say, there are two pieces. So what we're doing today is um, we're minting, well, for the next 72 hours, we're minting folded uh, folding even, <laughs> excuse me. And folding is um, the piece that is available right now on the drops section of OpenSea. Uh, it is not 0.0 or 0 0.025 Ethereum per piece. Um, and it's an open mint. Um, so, you know, fill your boots. <laughs> and it's open until... Uh, Sunday evening, I believe. So we're on Friday evening, Saturday evening, Sunday evening. No, oh, is it Monday evening? I don't know. I lose time. Uh, but it's uh, <laughs> it's open from today until exactly the same time on April 3rd. So uh, very, very excited. Now, here's the interesting bit. So obviously, Audio Galleries has been running now. This is the ninth episode. It's the first time we've minted this way. And so the other uh, part of what we do is we have an Audio Galleries Mint Pass. And the Mint Pass is something that was free minted back in January. Um, and that has before now been the key, been the kind of um, the allow list key to being able to mint full stop. Uh, so they were all closed mints beforehand and you had to own an Audio Galleries Mint Pass to mint. No longer the case. So everybody can get involved in this first mint. However, in order to unlock the second artwork, which is unfolding, by Amber Vittoria, um, you will have to own both folding, the first one that we're minting right now, and an Audio Galleries Mint Pass. And so when the mint closes, uh, a day or so later on, I will then carry out a snapshot of wallet addresses, and then each wallet that holds uh, the folding NFT and the Audio Galleries Mint Pass will receive unfolding via airdrop. And that will be for free. So um, that's a really, really exciting extra to it. Uh, and uh, I just want to be really, really clear for people who have got like multiple mint passes. So if you own 
as an example, three mint passes and you mint one edition of folding, then you will receive one airdrop. If you mint three foldings, then you can get three airdrops, one for each pass that you have. If you mint five, you will still only get three because you only, I say only, I'm very, very grateful, <laughs> but you uh, own three mint passes. So it's about like activating your mint passes with a mint, if that makes sense. Any questions, please come to the Audio Galleries Discord where I and my colleague Sigrid will be hanging out for the weekend, no doubt. Um, but this is just a really, really exciting new way of minting. And we hope lots of you get involved. If you haven't got a mint pass yet, I'm going to, in a moment, pin uh, a tweet that I sent a little earlier, which just shows the mint pass link so that you go directly to it. Um, and obviously that will then give you access in the same manner to all of the future editions that we're minting this way. So I hope that's clear. I feel like maybe it isn't, but that's because I've bamboozled myself by thinking about it so much. Um, I'm really, really excited to see how it goes. One thing I would also say is please go directly to OpenSea to Mint or go to the official links in the Audio Galleries Discord. Please do not click on any other links. We've already, whilst uh, Amber was already was uh, describing the piece. I've already had to ban a couple of people from the Discord and block a couple of horrible links that people have gone out with. So obviously that's uh, you know an indication that people are really excited about what's happening. But I would just say, please, please be really, really careful. And the best way to go about it is just go direct to OpenSea and click on the banner on their homepage, which will be live through the duration of the Mint. Whew. Right. Does that all make sense, Tristan? Makes sense to me. Thank you, Hilda. <laughs> Great. Okay, well, look, um, why don't we uh, talk some more to Amber about uh, your creativity? What does, what does being an artist and a poet, a creative in general, mean to you, Amber? Ooh. That's a great question. <laughs> I would say that, I mean, it means everything to me. It's the part of my existence as a person. I feel like they're, depending on who you are and like what you love, um, there are certain things that are extensions of you and how you express yourself and, you know, present yourself in this world and um, writing short form poetry and creating artwork is that for me. Um, so even if it wasn't my job, I would definitely still be doing it in some capacity just because it's how I human best, I guess. That's so nice. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it doesn't surprise me at all that you would come back with an answer like that. I can see that it's um, really, really important to you. Tell me then a little bit more about some of the partnerships that you've been able to nurture in, in the recent years. I know that you're working currently with H&M. I've seen that on your site and seen you talk a bit about that. I know that you've done some work closely with Timepieces and Time Magazine. So what's it like to collaborate and what, what does collaboration mean to you as an artist also? I love being able to work with others on a shared idea or a shared goal H&M uh, is a great example of that. Uh, it's very important to me to have aspects of my artwork be accessible. I think a lot of times um, people or people within the art world forget that, you know, everyone deserves to have some form of artwork, you know, in their personal space. But most people can't afford to 
collect an original piece or a painting and just because it's out of their price point. And so to be able to have artwork on things that people may need, um, some people might need a pillow or they might need a new rug for a room or they might need, you know, plates uh, to be able to have something with artwork on it that then can also be used, I think is a really nice way to more accessibly introduce artwork into the lives and homes of people that can't afford to buy paintings, you know, because paintings can be thousands of dollars and that's really tough. Um, so to be able to collaborate with brands like that has been truly incredible because it helps me, you know, pay off on that idea that is so important to me. And then to be able to express and see my artwork on different things outside of a piece of paper or canvas has been really lovely to see. I always love when people DM me pictures of the H&M home stores. There aren't any in the States. There are all in Europe, I believe. Um, some proper H&Ms like within the U.S. have um, some of the collaboration, but it's been really fun to see a lot of people from Europe send me photos of the stores with my artwork in it, and uh, that brings me just so much joy. And uh, collaboration, I think, is really important because it pushes you as an artist to think outside of how you normally would think if you were making the work yourself. And that usually helps inform my personal work after that going forward. So um, working with time pieces was really lovely because it was a reimagination of uh, a book cover. And the fact that, you know, I've designed a few book covers, I designed my own book cover, but to be able to take the words, thoughts, and passions of somebody else and then put it into my own artwork, again, pushed me in ways that I probably wouldn't have been pushed if it were just me making a piece for myself. So I really love that aspect of collaborating and, you know, learning new things about myself through the lens of other people. I love that. Thank you. Um, I, uh, I'd love to know maybe a little bit more then about your plans for the we won't go too far into the future, but maybe the immediate, short, medium term. Like, what kind of things have you got cooking up that you can let us know about? Yeah, I mean, the immediate term plans is to, you know, settle into L.A. We've been here for three months. So if any of you have any good recommendations on things in Los Angeles, please let me know. <laughs> um, but then also painting a lot larger um, now that we've moved into, now we have a few bedrooms instead of a loft, uh, we have more walls than four. And so um, painting larger has been a nice way to be able to fill the walls in our home. Um, so hopefully I'll be able to paint larger pieces um, and then hopefully maybe in the next year or two have a gallery show. I have an idea that was inspired by a hike that we went on a few weeks ago. So um, it will take me a while to paint it if I want to paint them at the size I want to paint them at. But, um, you know, hopefully in the next few years I'll be able to have a show of uh, those paintings but yeah that's pretty awesome thank you um i'm going to invite some members of the audience to come up and maybe ask a couple of questions but while while i bring them up i wondered if i could ask you some quick fire questions that i ask every guest that comes on yeah, okay yeah. favorite movie uh favorite movie i like how my mind goes completely blank <laughs> i would say favorite movie the first thing that comes to mind is finding yes Nemo because it is so beautifully rendered like just the color in that world i want to live in that world um yeah so I'm gonna say i love Nemo. that and i feel exactly the same i remember that kind of like seascape across the coral reef when all the little fish were darting mm -hmm. around and i remember and that film was old now like that's 20 years old that movie mm -hmm. but it, even then it was oh my god just insane. <laughs> is it really yeah no i know <laughs> but yeah incredible i'm googling it 
It is literally funnier. Yeah, I know because my sister. Like, <laughs> I was like, I was a teenager. No, that's horrifying. <laughs> I was like, no, you're thirteen. My my it's sister, oh my, my sister's twenty one years old, and I remember watching it when she's a baby. That's my only point of reference for the movie. But great oh. choice, Amber. Well, you're incredibly accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Favorite book. I would say, oh, that's tough. Um, the first one that comes to mind is The Giver. Uh, again, with the idea of color and using color as a um, way to drive narrative uh, was really interesting. I think we've read it. I still have my copies, actually, in my little studio. Um, I think we read it in the sixth grade. And uh, that was the first time I was introduced to the idea of storytelling that lives outside of the realm of reality, and uh, but not. You know what I'm saying? Like they use color to tell a story. And mm-hmm. um, that was something that w- really resonated with me. That's really nice. Great choice. Um, okay. And you're not allowed to say Nemo. Favorite fictional character? Uh, I would say Tweety Bird. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Great. I love it. Um, and okay. Your favorite brand. I'm excited for this because oh, I get the God. feeling that you are really into what you're really into and so i bet you're very passionate about quite a few brands i'd love to know your favorite yeah uh let me i'm trying to think of what one is my ultimate favorite i would say i'm gonna say two i'm gonna say everlane is like a clothing brand because their clothes fit me and i don't have to get them altered which is very rare i feel like nine times out of ten you either gotta like wear belts or everything is too tight. So I say Everlane. And um, it's just very my aesthetic. It's funny because my paintings are so bright and colorful. And then I wear all neutrals. Right. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I don't wear, I think I've worn like one colorful shirt. And uh, the second is Land's End. I've been a huge fan of Land's End ever since I was younger. Again, you know, their clothing is just really durable. And I get paint on everything. And when I wash it, it comes out of Land's End clothing. So those two are my favorite. And I haven't worked with either of them. So maybe, maybe one, one day. day. That would be a really fun <laughs> collab. I don't know, because they're both more neutral in palettes. So I could see how there might be a dissonance. But I still think it could yeah. work, because I love them Well, that, that, ju- so that juxtaposition is really nice, isn't it? Yeah. Um, okay, favorite place, destination, or somewhere close to home? Mm, oh, man. These are good. I feel like I should have really thought about You these. definitely should have. <laughs> 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 I like. I was like, oh yeah, I know all these things. These are easy. And now I'm like on on the spot. I would say my favorite place is my parents. Oh, Craig Redmond said the same thing. Um, yeah, yeah, said the same thing. Home in Australia. That's nice. Um, okay, and your favorite cuisine? Pizza. Wee. Which is, makes it sad to live it's, in LA. It's the only right the... answer. There's there's a right Correct. answer to that question, and it's it's always pizza. And then <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and that makes me miss New York a lot because New York has excellent pizza. Yeah. So if anyone's got any LA pizza recs. Nice. Okay. Well, I've got three members uh, from the audience up. I'm going to take them in the order that they came. Um, so thanks for, for requesting to speak, guys. Um, I've got Doug from Toy Boogers from last week. Hey, Doug. Hey, everyone. How's it going? Very well. Thank you. Doug, do you know Amber? I do. And Amber, um, I just want to give you flowers and uh, just a public thank you for everything that you do for for everyone in in the space. And um, for people who don't know, Amber's like an artist artist. Like we 
our dozen founders go to her when we have questions <laughs> and partly because she put herself out <laughs> there for that uh, when the world was, you know, falling apart and the, the market was melting, there was this tweet that Amber um, sent out like last year that was like, hey, everybody, if you you need help, you know, you're you're you only do NFTs if you want to look into like, you know, Web2, different things and um, all sorts of like she just put out this big, huge tweet that was like all these different ideas. And I was one of the people that responded and I already I had already collected her work and was already like totally, um, <laughs> totally into it. And so when I saw that opportunity it was kind of like you know, as a fan, it was, uh, it was like, cool, I'm going to reach out because I'm a fan and I have some questions. And so thank you, Amber, for your um, um, put, putting yourself out there and letting us all just reach out. And um, I consider you, even though it was only like a few DMs back and forth, I do consider you like one of my mentors because uh, the advice you gave was so good and um, just appreciate that. So thank you for that. wanted to share that publicly because it was just such a nice thing that you did. And um, at a time that was so dark and it was... Um, a colorful uh, piece of light, just like your art. And <laughs> that's so <laughs> and, nice. Uh, though. Do you do you have a question yes. for Amber? Uh, I do, I do. So you, my question is: um, I've tried your style of art. I love it. I like to dabble in like techniques that people do that that call to me. And um, your technique is so precise, and you get to this point where you've set up the paper, you got the paint, like everything's ready to go, and it's like hours and days in between each stroke. So your stroke is like super important, like a calligrapher. And um, what do you, where are you like state-wise internally at that moment? Are you like, <laughs> are you saying a prayer? Are you holding your breath? Are you like flowing with the force? Like what's going on at that moment where you, where you do your critical stroke? Because so much of your work has like, there's a few critical strokes. So like what's going on at that moment with you? First of all, thank you. That was so nice. I feel like sometimes when I tweet things, I'm like, well, that just went out into the void. <laughs> so that, I'm so glad that when we chatted, that resonated. I really appreciate that. That made my day. Uh, yeah, with when I paint, I would say I usually hold my breath. I'm practicing not holding my breath because that's probably not helpful to, for anybody. Um, but yeah, and sometimes though, like if I mess up a stroke, sometimes I'll be able to paint over it and then I just kind of lean into that. But uh, nine times out of 10, I just hold my breath and hope for the best. And then if something does go sideways, uh, if I can, I try to lean into it. So um, I try to adapt and adjust the painting to kind of lean into how it ended up being, which sometimes works out and sometimes is a little more tough. But um, yeah, I try not to be too precious with my work. I'm the first one to be like, well, I could cut this up and make business cards out of it. No big deal. Um, so having that mindset really helps too. I have a lot of business cards. <laughs> that's that's awesome. I have a stack that's... of business cards and haven't gone to any NFT events just because it kind of overlaps with family stuff. But uh, yeah, so I think not being precious um, is been the biggest help because it's like yeah worst case scenario you could just do it again great question doug yes i i love that answer too because um it shows like how playful you are still even though you're so deliberate with with that technique and it's like all right if it goes sideways you just play with it and twist it and make some lemonade so i love that thank you so much amber i uh, just minted your work i love it and um here for it here to support you and looking forward to everything you're doing cheers Thanks everyone so much doug great great question thank and thank you. you for coming up and i love I love that idea that the, the two references you had, do you hold your breath and pray or do you let the force flow through you like a Jedi? I think it's a, I can imagine the two, the two states and uh, um, yeah, I, I, I can only imagine what it must be like Amber to hold your breath at that, that critical point. Great, great 
Great question. Thanks so much. Uh, second up was Ron Jordan. Hey, Ron. Oh, what's up, Ben? What's up, Amber? How's everybody doing? Very well, thank you. How are you? I am so excited today. I missed out on Amber's piece whenever she dropped one with uh, Vayner Sports Pass. So I was happy that I was able to get in here. Um, I just think that the vision that, Amber, that you share in your abstract work with the nuance of being a woman, just me being a girl dad, I'm just like super proud to support you in that journey. Um, and, and Ben, don't be so hard on yourself about this audio gallery's utility. It's straightforward. And everybody's going to get it, especially as soon as we get these airdrops. Thank you. So it's good to go. <laughs> I appreciate um, that. Yeah, man. And I, so I have two questions. Um, I'll, I'll ask the first one. If there's time, I'll ask the second. Amber, is there a poem that goes with these pieces? Oop, I was on mute. Uh, uh, thank you so much. That means so much to me. I'd say these two don't yet have a poem. Um, sometimes this happens where like I'll have a painting and I'm like, this feels right and stands alone on its own without a poem. But then sometimes a few months later, it'll come to me and I'm like, oh, the poem is. So if that happens, I will let you all know. But for now, these two stand uh, solo. Thank you. And uh, go on then, Ron, go with your second and then I'll ask Aaron uh, to speak as well. Perfect. And I, I love um, asking this question whenever there is an air, in real life piece. So for holders, is there a possibility that we may be able to get a crack at that in real life piece? Or is that under lock and key? Potentially, <laughs> Ben and I have been chatting about that. <laughs> Thank you, Ron. So TBD. <laughs> TBD. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, potentially. I always get afraid to mail painting. Hundred percent. Like, that's when I yeah. pray. I like pray to the like postal gods. I'm like, please do not let this bend. So that's usually I, my biggest hesitation. Could I offer one thing, possibly, just as like another um, possibility for you to meet your collectors? Is possibly setting up something where the collector could meet you and pick it up in real life too. wow that's like cra craigslist oh of yeah, nfts they live... i mean i would yeah, totally do it, be down do it in a that. public spot of course yeah. many witnesses please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i've done that before where people are like oh well i mean when i lived in new york people are like oh i live in new york I'm like great let's go get coffee here and i'll give you your oh meeting. wow so yeah if if we end up doing that and then whoever gets it, it lives in LA, totally down for that. I prefer that because I, I always have a small heart attack when I go to the post office and mail things. Yeah. So um, that's awesome. That's a great Ron, idea. Ron, thank you so much for coming up. Appreciate the uh, your cheekiness. It's always great to have a cheeky guest that asks the questions you want to ask. I uh, really appreciate that. And, uh, and thank you. Thank you for coming up. Thanks for your contribution as ever. Um, Aaron, hey, Aaron is... Um, I haven't spoke, spoken to Aaron before, but Aaron is a future guest on Audio Galleries. So um, I wanted to bring you up. Hey, Aaron, how are you doing? Hey, Ben. Yeah, great, great to be here and uh, great to finally be talking with you and uh, super excited to be to, to be up here chatting. And thanks so much, Amber, for sharing your story and uh, sharing your incredible work. Um, it's absolutely blown my mind. Your color palettes are um surreal there's so much going on i uh, just wanted to say um yeah how how wicked it is uh i had a really simple question for you uh one of the most basic but what is your favorite color 
Great question. It Great changes, question. Uh, <laughs> it changes by the day. Uh, but right now, I'd say it's like an emerald green. That's been my vibe for the last few weeks. Is yeah. that is that in the piece okay. that 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 color? I'm trying to see. There is there's. A... It is so it's kind of blended in the piece itself. Um, so it's not as emerald as the flat color, but um, that big piece where it goes from blue green blue that is mm. um, emerald green hued paint. But uh, it definitely with the blending kind of skews starts to skew a little darker. Really nice. You were saying as well earlier that you. Uh... You take inspiration from strolling in nature. Do you take your color palette inspiration from from nature? I do. So um, actually our neighbors have really beautiful flowers that are just like growing on the sidewalk. And uh, that's been a nice source of inspiration for me recently. But um, my goal is to see all the national parks in the United States. And a lot of my palettes come from those parks. I would say the one I want to revisit is Petrified Forest National Park. Um, which you envision a forest, but it's not. It's basically kind of looks like Mars. And um, it was once a forest of trees that fell, were covered in water and then petrified and then came back above ground. And now are these really beautiful, like multicolored crystals and they're huge. Um, so that has been a huge inspiration for my palette since I saw it a year or two ago now. Wow, sounds incredible. Thanks, Aaron. I really appreciate your uh, your questions, and I'm looking I'm looking forward to to bringing you on the show in in, uh, in a while. So. Yeah, oh man, super yeah. super excited. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, a little definitely. bit of alpha. I didn't I expect it to leak today, so uh, <laughs> there you are. Then people can now start, people go. can start following you, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, to to sharing your work as well. And and we'll catch up with uh, with Axe in the, the coming weeks. Thanks so much, Aaron, for coming up. Nice one, Ben. All right. Thank Great. you. Thanks, thanks, Amber. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Amber, guess what? We've yes. sold 199. <laughs> oh, my God. That's awesome. Isn't that wonderful? Oh Great stuff already. Thank you, everybody, who has already minted Amber's beautiful work. I cannot wait to see where we end up and how many holders there are. Um, I also can't wait to see how many of the second artwork we airdrop to people. I'm really, really looking forward to that also. So, uh, yeah, we've got the whole weekend to do that. And uh, as I said, I'll be on hand in the Discord to um, to share that uh, that information and also to take anyone's questions. And Amber, if you get asked direct, just send them over to me. No problem. That sounds <laughs> Amber, any any final thoughts from you? Two hundred, we've hit two hundred. <laughs> any uh, any final thoughts from you? Anything you'd like to say to kind of wrap? Yeah, just thank you so much for you know thinking of me for this and having me you know on the show and for you know doing this mint and thanks to OpenSea too. This is really really awesome and I'm just uh, humbled and excited that we got to do this together. Oh, thank you so much, and me too. Like it has been. A real privilege, a real honor to uh, to work with you in this capacity, and I'm certain that that will be just the beginning of our uh, our relationship. So, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you joining me, Tristan. Any words from you? Just such a huge fan, Amber. Uh, obviously, you know the love from OpenSea. We, you, you, your your work is used in almost every single sort of like product mock that we're building internally. I mean, we're, we're all just obsessed with the work. So just excited to 
be a part of this journey and to continue watch, to watch you uh, grow in this crazy space and, and uh, innovate in the way that you do. So thank you so much. And this was a blast. It was great meeting you in this, uh, in the space. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Tristan. Next week, we are hosting oh, one of my favorites. We, we have got a guest, which is Nyla Hayes. Uh, so 14-year-old time resident artist Nyla, who is uh, a absolute powerhouse force, can be whatever she wants to be ever. I met her the other day uh, in a call, and uh, if she wants to be president of the United States, she just needs to try because she is capable of anything i'm certain uh i am going to put it out there and say that the work that we're minting with nyla is uh among and i hope this doesn't offend her well i'm sure it certainly shouldn't but this is among the most beautiful work she's created uh, when she sent me it the other day i was blown away tristan you've seen it it is absolutely incredible it's crazy. You you've had a, a you you're on a you're on a roll. I know. Right We've got some pretty crazy artworks uh, that we're bringing to market. It's it's pretty yeah, amazing. Absolutely. So um yeah, we'll be uh, I'll be sharing some information about when that show comes up in a couple of days. In the meantime, uh, thank you so much again, Amber. It's been such a pleasure to um to speak with you uh, and to mint with you. I'm sure we'll be in touch a lot over the weekend. Thank you, everybody, for coming out. Thanks so much to Doug, to Ron, to Aaron for coming up and asking questions. Thanks to the OpenSea account there for uh, joining and adding a little bit of muscle behind our space. And uh, I'm really, really looking forward to seeing where this goes. So I'm going to play another FKJ beautiful piece, um, and I'm going to play us out. So thank you, everybody. Thanks, Amber and GM, everyone. Have a great weekend. This is audio galleries, conversations, connecting collectors and art enthusiasts.